whatever your hands find to do, do it well. Like any opportunity, just try to put so much effort, try to do it well with wholeheartedly. And you just see if it works for you, if it doesn't work for you, you try another one. You keep on trying different things. You keep on having different insights of different things. Don't just keep up. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into everything. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barry Baker's Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkar. Today we have our Barry Baker of the month of July 2021. And she's an amazing young lady doing marvelously well in Nigeria. I love the work that she's doing, the effort that she's putting in to make sure that her business flourishes. It's just an honor to have you on here. She's none other than Miss Goodness Adeosho. <laughs> Please introduce yourself. Hi, Goodness Adeosho. A medical student, 400 level medical student here in Nigeria. That's University College Hospital, Ibadan. I also have a side also. Sometimes I do call it my main horse. Meanwhile, school is just a side horse. <laughs> yes, which is making of shoe. That's I own a brand which is by name Goody, and I make shoes. I'm 22 years old. That's amazing. I mean, 22 years old, and you're already doing this. How long have you been doing this business for? I've been doing this for the past four years. Okay, I went officially into it. That's 2018. So let's say three years. Wow, that's like when you were 19. There are so many young people out there that <laughs> at 19, they're still figuring out their purpose in life. No, that was when I was 20 then. Okay, I was still 19 actually because it was April. I started it. So my birthday normally is in December. So I was still 19. Okay, that's amazing. Because I'm thinking at 19, some of us were still figuring out what our purpose is, what are we supposed to do. But you are there doing what you love. How did this come about, you going into starting this shoe business? After my Cambridge LA, was that 2017, I was doing no more boredom. We just want to engage in so many activities. So at that moment, I had cousins outside the country. That was in the States, U.S. They were coming over to Nigeria after a very long time. I needed to pay us a visit. I was very, very excited and I told them, hey, I need this. I need you guys to get me this when coming down to Nigeria. So I noticed at some point, I already gave them a lot of things to get for me. I just felt, okay, I should see how to pay them back. I should get something to in return. And that's why I started the show. So I thought of creating a shoe. 
there's a choice of crocheting and shoes because I was actually fascinated with creative activities. I loved it so much. So I just felt that so far, I spent so much time to make something for you. It should be very unique and you should appreciate it well, no matter the cost of production. So that's how I chose of crocheting shoes. And when I crochet, I said, I appreciate the show for them at first, but the first attempt didn't come out the way I visualized it initially. So I had to keep on doing. And so as I kept on doing and trying, I was getting more knowledge inside and what I was doing, getting designs, inspirations. And then that's how I went to the business. So by the time I was just making people like, oh, I love this. Can you make one for me and all that? And so that's how I went into it. I absolutely love them. I couldn't wait because I didn't want to go ahead of myself and start ordering. <laughs> I was like, let me wait till I do Barabaker of the Month and then I'll start ordering because I really love those shoes. Especially those strap ones that comes all the way to your knee. I was like, those are really beautiful shoes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And you are a dentistry student as well? Yes, a dentistry student. So you love creative. Was dentistry something that you also wanted to do as well? Or was it something your parents were like, you have to be a doctor yeah. some way, somehow? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and you go tell us more about that, the dentistry bit. It's kind of very, very demanding, time demanding, stressful. I you know I was one that always was fascinated with anything that had to do with my hands' actions. Not reading, reading, reading. I don't like reading at all. So <laughs> it can be very, very stressful. I know you don't like doing something and you have to do it. And it wouldn't just be so easy for you compared to something you really want to do. So I would have preferred if I was probably in engineering or any of those steps. But then I found myself in dental school. That's medical school. I know you have to read. It's very bulky. You have to keep on reading often. So that's it. Before I joined this, I was about stepping out to school, like for my calls that I had a patient to review in the world. Then I just remember, oh no, oh no, this is true. I postponed this enough. So actually it's very, very, it's very strenuous. <laughs> what pushed you into it though, if you didn't really love it? Actually, I don't even think my parents really forced me that much, but because Okay, I was this kind of very talented person. Anything I put my hands into, I get perfect in it. I knew how to do it. At the teenage age, it's so difficult for me to choose a career because it was like I was so versatile. I knew how to do almost everything. So I think I just felt my parents just knew the best way for them to just pick one. Hey, just go there. Since you don't want to be, you're just changing your mind from one to another. <laughs> wow. You had knowledge of a lot of things. You were good at it. I mean, I didn't fall in that category. I'm like, I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm not going to be a lawyer. So I just chose business. <laughs> and that's where I've been all throughout. So you've been versatile. And I guess that's where we need guidance as young people. Because if you are good in so many things, you don't know what to choose. You don't know what to go for. And you have like this long list of things. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? And now that you are into business, having your own business, creating shoes, what are the challenges that you faced in your business, in starting this business and flourishing and pushing it forward? What are the challenges that you faced? Well, yeah, kind of bootstrapping it. No access to loans, investments, and all that. Do I? It's, it looks like I'm not even serious about that. So it can be very, very strenuous, very, very difficult trying to source up capital. So as far as when I started as a shoemaker, I was always meeting some shoemakers that have been into it for a very long time to make use of their equipment, their missions. And that's how I kept on doing that for, I think, a whole two years. 
That's from 2018 to 2019. So 2020, I started getting my equipment. That's from the money I was getting from the business. I started getting it. And so that's how it has been. So any money that comes in, I save it, buy more things into the business. More like I put everything that comes in, all profits back into the business. And I've been doing this for the past three years, yeah, since I started. So as I do explain to people do things that anytime I say, oh, I made a particular type of loss and people are like, hey, how can you make such kind of loss? You're not into food production and all that. It's not perishable. And I'm like, hey, don't you guys get your whole body weight is on the shoe. You have to make it very strong. There's a lot. It's very, very demanding. Yeah. Like, but then it's all fun making beautiful shoes, seeing something good out of it. <laughs> Though, yes, the journey has been so turbulent, twist and torn, very, very rough. But I think it's worth it. Listen, I'm seeing these shoes and I'm like, you've put in so much effort into that and it so looks beautiful. Like, I really want to right now. <laughs> Did you go to study anything with regards to shoes? Did you go online, do research or go to a particular school and say, you know what, I'm going to study how to make shoes? Did you ever do anything like that? No, I actually didn't. So initially when I say making the shoes, that's 2017. So I just appreciate like the top of it. And I just met a shoemaker to help me couple it into a sandals. But then the shoemaker just kind of had faith in me and said, no, he's going to let me do it myself. So he gave me the list of what I should buy in the market and then do it myself. So by the time I brought them up, he just guided me. I think within three days, I was able to learn it. I was a very pretty, very good fast learner. Wow. And so that's how it has been. So during those period of like 2018 to 2019, I was always moving from one shoemaker to the other, trying to borrow their equipment. So I was in a kind of way making use of that opportunity to learn from them, looking at whatever they are doing. And then... Still check on YouTube, Pinterest. I'm just processing what you are saying right now. Like you're going from one shoemaker to another. And I'm thinking to myself, in a country like in Africa, did you ever feel people look down on you? Like, why is she going to a shoemaker? Why is she learning how to make shoes? Why are you trying to be a shoemaker? Did you have anyone look down on you or like question you? Like, ah, this one is for mm. poor people or something like that. I don't think I really experienced that. People always ask me that because I'm like, no. Instead, they were always amazed. Hey, girl, making shoes. It wasn't that way. That's really good. I guess people's minds are changing now because at first in the beginning, to be like, what are you doing looking for as a young girl in making shoes uh, or being a shoemaker? But I guess people's minds are little by little, they're transitioning to knowing that, you know, you can make money out of anything if you put your heart to it, if you're good with it. And I see your shoes are really, really good. I can't wait to order one <laughs> for myself. Do you ship internationally? Yes, I do. That's good. What are some of the lessons you've learned along the way throughout the process of the dentistry and being a dental medical student and having your own business? What are the lessons you've learned? One lesson I learned is, hey, don't put emotions into business. <laughs> that has really, really helped me so much. So business can be, I told you at first, very turbulent, twist and turn. It can be very, it's never, never easy. And, you know, when you have to relate with human beings that probably not your family, strangers, you get a lot of reactions from people outside. And if probably you don't have to face things with, logically most always have to do that emotionally you know how toxic that could be leading to a lot of things and that was one major thing i learned in business and again that consistent resilience 
So at first, the journey wasn't smooth. It was like I couldn't even see a very clear view of what I was doing. Sometimes you make a few customer complaints, like, who knows? Like, I don't think I'll be very good with this. You're trying to advertise online and like, ah, people are not responding. The traffic is not coming and all of that. But I learned how to be consistent. So no matter what I get, no matter the kind of feedback I get from wherever I do, I should just keep on being consistent, keep on trying. And that's what has helped me. So every day I keep on trying. Sometimes my posts go viral. Sometimes <laughs> my pictures go viral, videos go viral. I'm like, wow. I think this year I say getting this, seeing that consistency with my post traffic just flooding my page was this year because I know I've always been trying since 2019, 2020. I keep on trying different methods, trying to see what to do and what not to do. And they just nothing was working. I know there's no standard. It may work for some people. It may not work for you. So you have to just figure out yourself what works best for you. And so it wasn't really, really good. Yeah. But then the consistency, just be resilient. Like that, no matter what, just keep on doing that. Like putting up that takes skin to hatch. So how difficult the situation is doing this. Yes, I have staffs. I know when you have staffs. And staffs that, yes, actually is impossible. Because even if I'm working with my family members, they may not have the same goal you have. Yeah. But they, aim, they may not say, all they want to know is, hey, just give me my money, my pay at the end of the month. And that's okay. So with my staffs, you know, they may not be able to have the same goal as I do. So it can be very, very difficult for them to cooperate with me the way I want them to do. I know that's enough stress, but then we just have to keep on going and things like getting better in my day. I love the fact that you said you have different strategies of seeing how best this will work, how you can drive traffic to your business. And I was listening to some influencers saying, oh, this doesn't work these days and this is what works now and all of that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yes, it may not be working, but you don't know the market that you are in or the people that you are committed to or the people that are attracted to you are different from the people that are attracted to me are different from the people that are attracted to you. So I just have to keep using the different strategies that will work for me. Eventually it will work. But to say this is not working now, yeah, that might be a good advice. And someone may learn from it. It will help other people. But for some other people, it's like, you know what? I just have to keep pushing. I just have to keep trying. I just have to keep doing what I know what to do best. As long as this is what you love doing, just keep pushing at it. And eventually it will be good at the end of the day. Like you're doing right now. You have business coming to you right now. I mean, me finding you out of the blues is like, okay, I keep researching on people and searching. And then in fact, when I posted you on Barry, because a lot of people were reposting because they were shocked. They are like, wow, this young girl is doing this. And they were in different parts of the world. It's just amazing how different people have different views and different ways of doing things. But one thing is for sure, which you said, be consistent in whatever you are doing and it to surely come to fruition at the end of the day. And how did your family respond with you having to be a medical student and having to have your own business? How supportive have they been? At first, they were not happy with that because they just felt, yes, that's the normal thing. Hey, that's going to be a very good distraction to you. Being a medical student, you know how time demanding it is and all. And then with business, you know how business is actually. So yeah, they were not in support. We're like, no, we can start this. Probably when you're done with medical school, it's a distraction and all that. But I think as time went on, the nurses, oh, goodness, is still doing well in school. Business is still getting much more busy at Tofa and she's still getting better in school and academics. So nowadays, they are very, very supportive. 
I think what most parents would like to see is consistency, to see that you love what you're doing. Because even one of my sisters fell into that category. She loved music. My dad was pushing her to do social work. She loved music. She was excelling in her music. She started her own music business where she encourages young people to learn different instruments and she has vocal training. But my dad, he was not happy at all. He was just like, social work, social work, social work. But eventually when she saw how much she loved what she was doing, she let her be. So I guess for any young person out there, you have to show the passion. You have to show that you are interested in what you are doing. And there has to be consistency, good work in, and people come into your business. You can be doing something for five years and not one person have come to your business or not one person have come. I mean, sometimes that's maybe the lessons that you have to learn along the way. Maybe the stretch that you have to go. But for most part, if for five years, three years, you are doing something and there's nothing coming out of it, not even one person saying, how good you were or anything. I don't want to let anyone down or make you feel like it's not worth it, but try something else if after three, five years it's not working because I feel like after three years or after five years, you should have gotten something out of it. So it's not to discourage anyone But just make sure that if you're doing something and it's not flourishing, try to do something else. You can do that side by side and then see which one works until eventually one will pick up and work. At first, I stayed with the shoe. In, by the way, I started putting in some little, little collections, more like two pillows were not really flourishing. It wasn't working out for me. I went into bracelet too. I was like, oh, princess, I'm not really working out. Let me just do focus on this shoe. You know, there's this Pareto principle that stayed by this 20, 80%. So if it is just the 20% that could bring more easy, you didn't focus on the 20. I just said, okay, let me focus on the shoe more. And the shoe here has been helping me out. So initially, I said we could shame, but nowadays, even though most of my designs nowadays are more like leather because, yeah, the place I found myself in Nigeria, she likes to don't appreciate it. Oh, I don't know. So I wanted to just know the deal about it. And so we're like, oh, for shame that Nigeria is very dusty. Everywhere is now dusty. Like, she is now messed up. I'm like, nah, that's not true. Some said that, oh, it's kind of look a little bit busy. We don't want it. We just want it simple. But then still, and this is the end time at Christmas are origin. That's outside the country. They always order for the cliche. They don't order for the plain leather. Because <laughs> in this part of the world, there's no sand unless you go to the beach. So <laughs> we are free to use crochet shoes and sandals. Please, we want crochet. Don't stop it. <laughs> what do you know now that you wish you had known when you were younger? It could be business. It could be personal. Okay, personal. Yeah, anything. I'll probably have to put this time range of three years ago. Okay. So number one, personal. So you know about when I experienced a kind of trauma and all that. It was more like a sequence. I was always experiencing this, hey, God, yeah, you're a victim to this, you're yeah, a victim to this. And yeah, I always fed myself up with it. Was, should I say I was happy with that pity party, uh, like being a victim? And it was this year I realized that being having this victim syndrome doesn't help at all. Mm. So for instance, a lot of times we ladies come out and say, hey, they don't allow us to do this because we are ladies. Yes, that's true. But then that doesn't mean anything. They won't allow me to do this because probably a lady for this or something like, okay, why they are doing this to me is because I've experienced. And then, yes, I was always doing this often that let me say I'm in the wardrobe because also it's probably shouting at me. All I want to say, hey, you guys should pity me. Oh, I've been admitted to this particular hospital. My mental health is very bad. No, you guys should be kind and all that. Playing that victim scenario so that they could pity me. But I noticed it never helped me out. I was getting worse and I wasn't getting tougher mentally. So it has helped me so much. 
And again, talking about self-love, and I've learned how to love myself. Like, I really don't like to play back to probably the traumas I've experienced. Then, but I don't know, probably it's one of the cores or probably not the course. And I just always made my happiness depend on people. I always wanted to talk to people to make me happy. And I couldn't find happiness within myself. I know what that means. Sometimes people, parents, your family members may not be getting four hours. And that can be kind of chaotic. So when they don't give the attention, hey, you get mad at yourself or you kind of feel depressed. And this I've learned to always find happiness within myself. I should always know my worth. I should know who I think I should roll with and who I think I should roll with. And then the part of securing my space. So I was this kind of very friendly person that even though someone has told me something about the person, I'll probably I see some signals that, hey, girl, just avoid this person. Hey, secure your space. Don't let this person come into your space and all that. But then me, I just kind of soft and turned out like, oh, no, let me understand the person is acting this way. I know what it means that bad eggs are always influence <laughs> or their eggs. So nowadays, I don't even have to wait for me to interact with you very well. But then I just say, oh, the rest has, oh, no, closing my space. You shouldn't come in. And then again, I learned how to say no. That no has really made life easier. I was this kind of person that found it difficult to say no, no matter what. Even though it's inconveniencing me, I'm like, okay, no problem. I'll do that for you. Then in this period, I'm just saying no, no, no. Everyone like, hey, girl, you're very stubborn. Like, oh, it's because I'm saying no. You guys are not used to it. <laughs> and that was the trick that helped me was that when I stay notice that, okay, I was this kind of person that was always open to everyone mm-hmm. and say yes. And I had to start working on that. And within just a short time period, anyone that comes to meet me, and ask for something, I'll just say no. Even though it doesn't make sense, I'll tell you no. So I did that about three consecutive times and yeah, it worked. And so nowadays, I don't even care. If I know it's not convenient to me, I'll say no because it's me that matters, nobody else. Yes, it looks kind of selfish, but I think sometimes you have to be selfish because it's us, it's just me, you alone. So my friend was like, hey, goodness, I need this place around your house because I need a friend to stay around with you for a while. And when you know me, I will tell you, yes, no problem. That's okay. Even though it's inconvenient, I'll just say yes. But I just said no. And I was like, oh, goodness, you said no, really? That sounds so weird. <laughs> and yeah, I was thinking, oh, the friend will kind of be very, very angry and still nothing changed. Really. Yeah. They're still cool. I'm like, goodness, so what have you been doing all this? Why? So that has really, really helped me so much. I think I'm learning in that space to say no. I'm still learning because there are some people who just, you don't expect them to come your way and then they ask you to help them in something. You're like, okay, let me just help you. This person has never really asked me, so let me just do it. Because some people, you know, they are just constantly ask you for time to come and do this for them, do that for them. And can you help me with something? I mean, sometimes it's okay. But when it's like consistently and it's inconveniencing you, like you said, you just have to be able to say no. And I feel like I'm in that space where I'm just learning to get to that place. I guess people yeah. also need to learn to say no at some point in their lives because sometimes it's just so much. I think so. 2020, I said this. Things we know work out always as we claim. We want it to work out for us, but still we just have to be positive. I always have this audio I listen to every time, a positive affirmation. So I always say it every day. So I saw this documentary that's on health, that's on Netflix. And it was basically talking about how much our subconscious mindset affects everything we do in our life. And so on and on, when pharmacists are trying to produce a drug, they always make a research to know how effective drugs were. So let's assume it's probably anti-malaria type of drug. And if, let's say we get like 
specimen. Let me use human beings as specimen. <laughs> let's say 22 of them and we kind of like, okay, divide them. Okay, let's say six of them. Okay, let me just be friendly and say, okay, we get like, okay, 15. And we kind of like five here take the anti-malaria drug. The other five don't take anti-malaria drug. The other ones, we give them more like a placebo treatment. So it's more like saying that I just give them a particular pill that we emitted that just looks like the malaria drug, but actually it has no active work ingredient on it. So, and they notice that when they give the, those drugs, making sure that everything remains constant for everyone, they notice that those five that they gave drugs that were kind of a placebo treatment, they actually got fine. And that's how they're trying to explain that how much we think affects everything, even our health and everything. So when things get bad for me, I just like, I always keep it positive. Like I have this favorite scripture in the Bible, like as a man thinks who he is, your mind, whatever you think, whatever I bring it to you is actually who you are, not by what you do, but by who you are. So that has actually helped even business, the business kind of slow and everything and everyone's complaining, hey, this is what's happening. I'm like, okay, it's not for me. That's not going to happen to me. It's not my own. <laughs> and yes, that's how it has been good. So if people just meet me with their problems, I don't have any other thing. I just, hey, just be positive, just be positive. Because that's also what helps me with my mental health. After being admitted to psychiatric, I was staying on antidepressants for a very long time. And then I stopped it. I knew that, okay, I could be happy without those drugs. It really worked out for me. That's powerful. As a man thinketh, so is he. That's what the Bible says. So whatever your thoughts are, you have to take control of it. I was just reading this book, Get It Out of Your Mind or Get Out of Your Mind. It's just the things that we think in our minds. Like sometimes somebody will tell you something and it's the truth, but you're thinking, is this person lying? Like, come on, just calm down. Give the person the benefit of the doubt and also just control your mind. Because sometimes because of what you faced, you feel like this person is lying. Or maybe you've been in a relationship with someone that has constantly lied to you or you've done business with somebody that has duped you. So another person that is coming with their own like truth that can support you, you are doubting them because you feel like what happened before is what is going to happen now. But take control of that thoughts. And it's good to also pray and seek God for direction and discernment as well. But take control of your thoughts so that you are not affected by so many things that are going around you and you'll be able to move forward. So what advice can you give to someone who feels like life is hard, they can't move on? I'm a 19-year-old, I can't figure out what my purpose is or I want to do something, but I, I just feel like I'm not going to be able to succeed at it. What advice can you give them to encourage them to be able to move forward? So I always talk about this Bible um, scripture, whatever your hands finds to do, do it well. I'm kind of very, very talented. That is no but you know, I won't be able to discover those talents if I didn't attempt to do anything. I may not be able to know it. As far as I was into, I think I started crocheting. That was when I was young. I started playing the keyboard. That was when I was, I think, seven or eight years old. I went into graphic design and I tried to go into that job. So I was just trying. This shoemaking that made me know that, okay, this is what family will bring money to be. And this is actually where we are. So whatever your hands find to do, do it well. Like any opportunity, just try to put so much effort. Try to do it well with wholeheartedly. And you just see if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, you try another one. You keep on trying different things. You keep on having different insights of different things. Don't just give up. It can take a while. I think I have a very, very good story. I'm talking, let me just play the scenario of, okay, my experience the audios I had, that was 2018, the first time I got raped, 2018, and it just introduced me into a very serious issue, depressed. I had to repeat 
everything was just down, business estate was just down, and it was very, very bad. And so, all 2018, 2019 was very, very tough. The second one happened again, 2019 again, because of what I was going through, another one. So, it was like two double blows, same time. I was like, when will I ever get sweet or good for me? I never thought I could actually get to this level. When people do tell me, hey, goodness, everything will be fine, I always like, nah, it's not true. I don't think things will be fine again. I don't think things will be fine. Probably I'll be a medical school dropout. Things will just get bad. I'll probably just be sitting down at the comfort of my parents watching the life. I basically saw life. I couldn't say very good clear beginning of my future because everything was just overwhelming. But still, I just had to keep on trying and keep on having faith that this is what will bring, come out of this. And here we are. We haven't gotten to where we are, but still, we are moving forward. That's what's important. And then keeping on a positive mindset, that helps. I'm still trying to know who's behind that. The universe, I know the universe is always for us. That's what I always tell people. Never to think the universe is against or the whole world is against us. That's life. I know the universe, God, and whosoever you worship is always for us. And so you just have to cooperate with him because he has always sought everything out for us. It may not come out immediately, but at least someday it will no way, no how. They can't give birth the same day at that minute, no. So some may actually give birth preterm, some actually postterm, some may actually give birth earlier, no, before even the night moon. You get what I'm trying to say. So you just have to keep on waiting patiently. One has happened, be happy. The next one is coming So You just have to keep on believing. It's not about waiting. It's how you wait. And how you wait is actually how you believe. The positive mindset you put into why are your expectations? Or do you just feel, oh, things are not going to work right now? But then you start thinking that way. Things will not actually work right And that's the truth. So you just have to keep pushing. As a young person out there, keep trying. Keep putting in the work. Do whatever you have to do. Whatever you lay your hands on, just do it. And see which one comes out well for you. And then you focus on that one. It could be your passion. It could be something that you will grow to love. You just have to keep pushing it. And you eventually get to be whoever you're supposed to be. You eventually be able to fulfill your purpose. I, I saw this somewhere and someone said, your purpose doesn't change. Your assignment does. So there's this bigger purpose for you that you need to fulfill. But your assignment is definitely going to be changing. So sometimes the work that you have to do to fulfill purpose, it might not look like purpose, but you just have to do it. And it will change after a year. It might change to something else. You know, because you have grown in one area to grow into another thing and you just keep growing and you do something else. Eventually you realize that you're fulfilling purpose at the end of the day. The purpose may not change, but the assignments will change. Different work that you have to do to fulfill purpose. Yeah. So just keep pushing, just keep trying. Thank you so much, um, goodness, for being on here. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Thank you.